If you've ever felt judged as a parent, this episode is for you. No parent is perfect, and some even let their kids walk up slides. Others let them go head first. And eating at a restaurant with kids can have side eye thrown your way in a second. Let's not even talk about flying with kids. It is very easy for the judgy to come out in full force. And lucky for us, we have Kristen Schmoke, parenting coach, to help explain all of this. Imagine a world where parenting can be made easier, your questions answered, and harmony in your home is commonplace. Parenting with Heart will give you useful parenting advice for early, middle, and teen development. Hi parents, I'm Monica, one of two Monicas and a microphone, here to introduce the latest episode of Parenting with Heart. Kristen has her master's in elementary education, is a certified parent coach, and mama four. Basically, we want to be your one-stop shop for nuggets of information to make your journey as a parent easier. And Kristen, like I said when we were chatting before, this episode is welcome to the judgment zone. Where do we begin? I picked the playground because- That's a, that's a fair place to start. I feel like as a new parent, that's one of your first exposures to other parents and how they handle their children. And it's the first place you are being observed as a parent and your skills or lack of, and how you deal with your kids. I fully admit that I let my kids walk up the slide as long as no one is waiting to go down. That's my only rule. And I remember very clearly having this one father, I let Sienna walk up the slide, no one was waiting. And then his little girl started to do that and he like pulls her off and he's like, no, we don't do that. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I also have let them slide down head first because I figure they will learn. And if they bump their head, I will kiss it and make it better. Why is it that playgrounds are so filled with judgment? Is it just that people have a different concept of, of what to do? Yeah, you're just like a melting pot of all these different parenting um, techniques and style all coming to one place. And most of the time, parents are coming there, they're exhausted, they're um, hoping their kids will run off some energy a little bit, or they're meeting new people for the first time and they're trying to either puff themselves up or mm -hmm. offer unsolicited advice. You learn a lot about just humans in general from the playground and how parents are super protective of their young. Yes. What is appropriate for their family versus not your family. And they and parents will, will send a quick judgment to you. You know, like you said, that that dad was like, we don't do that. Yeah. You can no, tell. Was, You're like, crazy. we're not going to be friends. No. <laughs> like, okay. I mean, you could slide down a mountain, but you could also climb up a mountain. So this is a transferable skill in my mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the biggest thing for parents um, at any location that they go to, whether it's the playground or, or anywhere else, is a lot of the things that we're telling our children no to are things that we were told no as our mm, as a child. Mm -hmm. And so perhaps that dad was never allowed to climb up the slide as a child. Oh, that's a good perhaps point. You were allowed to slide down headfirst and learn your way around a playground. And those are just different different approaches. And there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. That's a very good point. The other thing I see is kids who are allowed to climb to the top, you know, like especially middle school, when they're mm -hmm. they're bigger, they can climb all the way to the top of whatever it is. And then you see little kids trying to do it. And I'm like, no, we don't, we're not gonna do that. I mean, because my kids will fall off. 
Yeah. You're not in middle school yet, but by the time they get to middle school, I'll probably be like, yeah, it's fine. Just be careful you don't fall off. And that's that's the thing too, is hopefully you know your own child and you know what your child is capable of, but absolutely there's a ton of judgment that comes there. I would like to think that we as a society can get to a place where we can view another parent as just doing their best, doing the best for their family and their child and meeting their child's needs. Maybe they have a high energy child who is really an amazing climber. And maybe you have an adventurer who likes to go down head first on the slide, or maybe you have a very timid child who doesn't like to try new things. And you're just aware of your child. That doesn't necessarily mean that another parent is doing a bad job. And it doesn't necessarily mean that another parent is doing a good job. They're just doing it differently than you. And that it, makes lots of different ways to do it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And now time for a short commercial break for The Village, a parenting group. Maybe you've tried all the things. You've read parenting book after parenting book. You've asked friends. You've even Googled your child's behavior, but at the end of the day, things haven't gotten any better and you don't like the parent you've become. That's exactly why Kristen Schmoke, Parent Coach, has created The Village. It's a safe, judgment-free zone where you can be supported, understood, and get personalized, effective plans to become the kind of parent you've always wanted to be. Friends, what do you get when you're inside The Village? Too many training sessions each month with tools you can put to use. Two group coaching sessions, 24-7 access to the village community of parents on the journey, and a discounted rate for one-on-one coaching and group coaching programs. How do you join the village? It's easy. It's $49 a month or get two months for free when you sign up for an entire year. So don't wait. Click the link in the show notes and get started on your new journey to become the kind of parent you've always wanted to be. Another area where I feel judgment comes out in full force is shopping. (laughs) I remember taking both kids when they were, you know, let's say three and one and a half to Target, thinking that I just wanted to be in the air conditioning. I just needed to run in and run out. And it's not so much other parents with their kids who I felt judging me. It's like the grandmas. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) The grandmas. You know, every once in a while, someone would smile and be like, oh, I understand. You know, as Logan is laying there in the middle of the aisle crying because we're not buying a toy. So I still hate taking them shopping because it's always, I always just feel eyes on me because my kids are going to grab everything, knock something over. I don't know. You could be kids? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, going shopping, that's a whole nother thing, but that can be an opportunity for you just to get away and do something by yourself. If you were at the grocery store with your children, I'll never forget a time when I was with my oldest and he is... I mean, he's he's six foot five now, so he's always been a, a large human, even when he was three. And he was acting like a three-year-old, and he was crying about something. And uh, this older gentleman walked by, and I know he meant no ill harm or intent. Right. He said, shouldn't he be in school, dear? And I looked at him, and I said, he's three. And he goes, oh, I thought he was six. And I was like, yep, everybody does. But he's acting like a three-year-old, which is yeah. completely age appropriate. And I think as parents, we have a tendency to insert ourselves into that other story as though we know what's happening. Like he inserted himself and was like, oh, she's got a six-year-old. Wouldn't it be easier for her if that kid was just in school? The reality is my kid was a three-year-old. He didn't belong in school because he wasn't old enough for school at the time. And yeah, I, I find myself judging other families when they have toddlers on iPhones or tablets while they're going through the grocery store. And oh, I try sure. really hard to be like, nope, okay, no, <laughs> don't judge them. I find that that's my personal trigger. 
for mm-hmm. kids. I don't I don't mind if kids are melting down. I don't mind if kids are begging for things off the shelf. But I do believe, again, this is behavior that you were taught or not taught as a child. Mm-hmm. And it was either accepted in your family or it wasn't accepted. But I do feel like there's definitely an older generation kind of with those eyes of like, oh, my kids would have never done that. Right? It's easy to say that when you're not in there in the moment and you'd be like, well, my kids never did that. Probably your kids did do it. You've just forgotten. Right. <laughs> it's been a long time. It's amazing to me, you know, just little things like even coaching Sienna's soccer team. My mom voice, I shift into mom voice when she's not paying attention. And the same thing happens at a store. And I sometimes wonder if people are judging me like, oh my God, you're being so mean to your kid. And it's just because she wandered off. I'm like, yeah, because that's what she does and she's not supposed to. <laughs> right. Like, I like to think of it as who cares what other people think of us? If we know that we are doing the right thing by our child and we are doing the right thing for our family and it's aligned with our intention and our mission as a parent, who cares what other people think? We are so caught up in, oh my gosh, everybody else is going to look at me, but they're going to judge you anyways, just like you're going to judge them. Why can't we just go to a place where we're like, oh my gosh, I remember being there. Can I help you in some way? You know, like it, as a compassionate way, as I have in a non-judgmental way. As yes. To, oh, my gosh. Can you believe over in aisle three? <laughs> I mean, I think I'm getting there now when I see other moms with kids who are two and three. I'm like, oh, I remember that. Like just doing the best you can. And remember, what was it that you would have needed or would have been really helpful at that point? Somebody giving you the side eye was not helpful. No. What would have been helpful at that point? Well, so yeah, that's what I wanted to ask you. It's like, how do you avoid those triggers? So instead of judging someone, you're helping them. You're going to have to dive into your own personal self exploratory Mm -hmm. of like, oh, whoops, that's a trigger for me. As you are going through life and you start to recognize and you're going to the grocery store and you're going to the playground with your child and you go, oh, Look at, look at that. That child's climbing up the slide. That's a complete trigger for me. Or look at that kid just ripped the stick out of the other kid's hand. Or maybe even just playing with a stick is completely out of bounds for you. Recognize where some of those triggers are and then start asking questions. Why is that so important to me? Mm-hmm. And then you kind of start thinking, oh, oftentimes it leads to, you know what? I wasn't allowed to act that way as a child. Does that make it wrong? Not necessarily that that's what you were taught as a child. Okay, well then how can I offer compassion to this other person? I'm not asking you to teach another person how to do it differently because that's not offering compassion. Right. That's you thinking that you're better than the other person and that you know a better way. What could you do to support that person? I usually make a little joke. I make a little joke and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, my son just did that last week. I was mortified. Yeah. Yeah. I have offered to parents who are in line to be like, would you mind if I if I bought your child a treat or a snack? Because a lot of times children are having like a meltdown because they're hungry, hungry. or they're, they're tired. Or do you mind if I talk to your child right now? Is that okay? Where I like I've got a song I could sing with them. And sometimes parents are just they they kind of just go, oh, yes, please. <laughs> Some parents will will find that offensive. Absolutely, and you have to be comfortable with that and not be creepy. <laughs> <laughs> If you're standing close to somebody in the checkout line and their child's obviously having having a complete meltdown. But I don't think that, I think the biggest thing that we have to come from is we have to release judgment from ourselves so that we can look at other people and be like, wow, they're having a really hard day. We don't know what happened at home. I mean, maybe they were up all night because someone was sick. 
We don't know so their many story. things we assume. Mm-hmm. We don't know their story. What we do know most of the time and we forget about is they are probably not well rested. They are probably not thinking clearly. This is probably not the first time it's happened this day. And all they want to do is get their grocery shopping done. Right. And, then, and then they will feel accomplished. They're lucky they probably haven't even had a shower. Just remembering that these are hard days and we forget how hard they are. And, and raising children is not an easy task, but it can be really great if we can go out and not feel the judgment of the world upon our shoulders as well. As moms, we take a lot of guilt on. We don't need the guilt of other people just staring at us at the grocery store too. That's true. And another place where there's a lot of guilt, and I am particularly more empathetic to these people, traveling. Oh my gosh, one year we took Sienna, she must have been four months old, we took her to Seattle. And we decided that it would be a good idea to take a red eye back because she would sleep the whole time. Sure enough, she fell asleep in the car, and as soon as we get into the airport, the lights of the airport woke her up. And you know, we're there extra early because of all the stuff and the car seat and the this and that. And standing around at the gate, she starts crying and she starts getting fussy, and I just felt all the eyes on me. And no, she didn't sleep the whole flight. She cried the whole flight. Mm -hmm. It was like four and a half hours. So, Mm -hmm. so fun. So now when there's a baby on a flight crying, I'm like, oh, I remember that. I feel so bad for them because they are probably have no idea how to fix it. Yeah. And they're embarrassed. Yes. It's super embarrassing. They're embarrassed and they don't need your judgment on top of it because in their, their brain is racing a hundred miles a minute trying to fix the problem. They're trying to get their child to stop crying and they don't know why the child's crying. There could be any list of a million things on why that child is crying. One of which is she's not at home. This is a strange place with strange people, strange sounds, strange lights, all of the things. Traveling with really young children is a challenge in and of itself. They don't need your judgment too. (laughs) What they need is your empathy. And true empathy is not judging someone based on your own experiences. Okay. It's allowing them to have their experience in isolation. Like it doesn't have anything to do with you. But oftentimes we connect our own personal experiences Mm -hmm. to someone else's experience. And we go, oh, I've been there. You haven't actually been there. Like you've experienced a crying child before, but you haven't lived this person's life, but you could still just go, I've been there or that, wow, that's really hard today for you. Or wow, your child's really upset. And you can show up in a way that doesn't mean they're an awful person. And it doesn't mean that you think you're better. Because when we judge other people, part of us thinks we're better than them. That's what we're doing. We're going, oh, well, I'm better than that person. My child never cried on a flight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or if I would never travel with my kids on an airplane. Oh, I say that now because of that one experience. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's different. <laughs> but even out like at a restaurant, these are opportunities for learning. These people are out there trying to teach their children how to behave in a restaurant. Are they going to behave the first time and every time? No. No. Learning opportunity. I will say you have to know when to abort mission. <laughs> Can we get these to go, please? We got right. to because you don't want to disrupt the entire business of someone uh, of someone else's business, right? And right. So within reason and legitimately conscientious of other customers and other mm-hmm. other other people dining. But I think you can also be recognized and be like, oh, 
Look at that. They're teaching their children to go out to dinner. They're teaching their children to be travelers. They're teaching their children to be social on the playground. They're teaching their children to go to a grocery store and what behavior looks like in the grocery mm -hmm. store. Some days we're going to fail. There's some days I want to cry and scream on the floor of the grocery store because I don't want to be there either. No. <laughs> I really do like having mine delivered. We don't do that, but Paul does the shopping. You know what? My, this was well before there was delivery for groceries, and I will say that is life-changing and amazing. Yeah. However, just a little caveat, think about it. You're also missing out on learning opportunities at the grocery store. Okay. Because you're missing out on one-on-one -on -one time with your child, or maybe you got two. But you're talking about different kinds of fruits. This is all vocabulary. Fruits, They see all everything. And people, and condiments. And you can talk about colors. It starts with a letter. You can talk about prices. There's so many life skills that are involved in the grocery store. If you keep them out of the grocery store for fear of judgment, you are missing out on some lessons. That is if you're feeling up for it and if you're feeling like you have the energy to master that. Yeah. Don't take that them in there. That's very solid advice. If you're tired, don't take them in there. I always end up taking them when I'm like, okay, I just need like, it's just going to be really quick. And because we don't go to the grocery store together because Paul does do the shopping, they're curious about everything. So this quick trip into the grocery store ends up taking 10 times longer. And I'm like, you guys, we have to go, you know, and they're pointing to things. And so, yeah, you make a very valid point that if I were to take them shopping more often to expose them to some of these things, then when I do need a quick trip, maybe it could be quick because some of the other times it could be longer. Look at it this way. Maybe you are broadening their curiosity. You're allowing them to be curious. And so rather than judge them in like, come on, we got to go. It's a, wow, look how curious you are. I love, I love that you're asking all these questions. How about we come back another day and we can explore some of these other things. Let's explore one more thing and then we're going to go. But I think, I think the biggest thing for people is to recognize your own triggers. By that, I mean, recognize when you're judging someone else. Then get curious about yourself. Take a deep breath. Perhaps you've had a long day. We have a tendency to judge people a little bit more when we've had a, a hard day or we're in a hard place ourselves. Mm -hmm. Take some deep breaths. Really calm yourself, calm your nervous system down and find a way that you can be compassionate and empathetic without using your own personal experience. When you are judging someone, mm -hmm. you can't be empathetic. They feel it. Yeah. They feel it. So I can say to you, oh, Monica, I'm so sorry that your kids were crying at the grocery store. You can kind of hear it in my tone of voice. You can mm -hmm. sense it in my body language and just the energy around me that... Mm -hmm. Feel that bad for you. If I am actually being empathetic, I, it has nothing to do with me. It's everything mm -hmm. to do with your experience. And if you're coming to me and being like, Kristen, you will not believe the grocery store experience I just had. It is the most awful thing ever. We went in really quick, tried, tried to grab five things, and my kids, they were asking all these questions and I just wanted to leave. And then it turned into crying and screaming. And I can look at you and be like, wow, sounds like you had a hard time at the grocery store. And yeah. you're going to feel very different when I just go, oh my gosh, that was really hard. I'm not going to judge you mm -hmm. on you're that. You're acknowledging my experience and showing me compassion. Thank you for the word that I needed. I am acknowledging where you are right now. I'm not trying to fix it. Mm -hmm. I'm, not trying to, I'm not trying to offer you advice. I'm not trying to say anything else. I am basically sitting with you and saying, that was really hard. I'm sorry. That was so hard. That definition of empathy was not mine. Mm -hmm. came from Brene Brown. So give credit where credit is due. All right. Well, I love that. And parents out there, I hope that you have picked up some nuggets from today's episode, which is really more about how to support and show compassion and empathy to one another when we're out and about at the playground or shopping, eating out with our kids 
traveling. That way, if you come into a situation where you can acknowledge someone's experience and show them some compassion, maybe even be able to help them in a small way, hopefully we've given you some ideas on how to do that. Friends, if you want to know more about Kristen Schmoke Parenting Coach, you can find her at kristenschmokecoaching.com. You can also find her on Facebook at Kristen Schmoke Coaching. If you need additional insight on how to make your home more happy and harmonious. All right, until next time. Today's music was provided by filmmusic.io. Happy tutorial by Frank Schroeder. On My Way by Kevin McLeod. Background Motivating Corporate by Winnie the Moog. And Fantastic World by Winnie the Moog. Parenting with Heart is a Two Monica's podcast production.